crashed, burned, and reduced to dust. Then I rise from the ashes. Hi, I'm Carol, author, speaker, confidence image, and life coach. Battered with the lack of confidence, low self-esteem, and self-worth growing up, I now guide and journey with women to heal and to achieve a confident self-image, fulfilling career and business. In this show, you will be empowered in your mind, heart, and spirit to transform. Let's rise to life. Hi, good evening. It's Thursday at 10 o'clock and you are watching Rise with Carol Gawker. I'm Carol Gawker. I'm a confidence coach, visual marketer and change maker. Thank you so much for tuning in to this 15th episode of Rise with Carol Gawker. Uh, I am an author and I'm also a speaker. And most importantly, this show that I created, Rise with Carol Gawker, is a platform that I wanted to use to be able to share inspiring stories of females you know, who have actually gone through adversity, who have gone through struggles, and then they have rise and risen from the ashes. So today, we have a very a wonderful guest. She is a woman of many, many talents. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, a women advocate, an actress, and a recording artist. Now, under all these accolades that she has collected, throughout her life, unbeknownst to the world, she's a single mother of five children. All the achievements to date are hardened, born from a traumatic experience. Today, she will be sharing her inspiring rising story. So let's uh, wait no longer. Let's put our hands together and hear it from Miss Jenny Roxa. Jenny, hi. Hi, Carol. Hi, thank you Good so evening. much for coming. Good evening. Thank you so much for keep staying up awake at 10 o'clock on a Thursday evening to come on to the show. Um, Jenny, Jenny uh, would you like to be, you know, to share with the audience today, you know, what is your story? Let them get to know you, know about you uh, a little bit more. All right. Hi, good evening, everyone, to all of uh, Carol's audience. Um, yeah, so I hope you are all doing great. So yes, my name is Jenny. Um, as she, as Carol mentioned, I'm an entrepreneur. So I have, I found, I founded um, EA Rockstar sometime in uh, 2016. So that platform basically is a virtual assistant services that, uh, and the objective is to help single mothers, if there are any, or other mothers, to. Earn, earn something while they're at home. Yeah. So, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I can understand. This is okay. actually your first interview, is it? It's live? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it's just about me. Yeah. It's the first time. <laughs> I'm glad, right. you know, I, I, have, I, I have this opportunity with you. Perhaps you'd like to share with us what was the reason that you choose the profession? What was the reason that you 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 set up uh, EA Rockstar in the first place? Yeah. So basically, I I do believe in the power of women. You know, we are in this generation that we want to speak our mind, speak our hearts out, and I'm someone that's like that now. <laughs> now I would say now because. In the past, 
in the past years, I was not able to speak my mind that much. Well, there's an argument I can I can talk about. Um, but there was, um, I mean, with regards to the final decision, you know, I never win any battle when you're talking with your partner, talking with my husband. I was a physically battered wife. Um, I have five kids. And uh, I am happy to be out of it now. Um, so I've been out of that relationship for seven years now. But it wasn't an easy, easy journey. I, I grew up in a, in a traditional family. Um, I'm a Catholic as well. So, uh, having said that, we have our uh, beliefs, cultures, being Asian as well. You might wonder, how, how long did it take you to get out of that relationship when you said you were a battered wife? So, it took me 13 years before I finally get out of it. The reason why, um, it's because we were taught, you know, we go to church, we were taught that husbands and wives should stick together regardless of any situation, regardless of any problems. So in my mind, regardless if I got a hit on my left, right, front, head, uh, shoulder, I will stick by it because I do believe that one day things will change. And that's not what's happening. So... It happened once, and then it happened twice. Um, there's reconciliation in a way that, you know, you forgive. Uh, the promise that the person will not do it again. And then the next day is another thing. It just, it's just, just keeps on rolling and rolling and rolling, and it never ends. And in the beginning, in the beginning, of course, I was, I was very, very scared. Of getting hurt because no one hurt me when I was young. I mean, not even a slap, not even a, you know, parents would scold you, but those words were not not that hurtful enough to hurt you, to strike you from from within. Being called by words that you can can you can never imagine. So those words. Um, those physical abuse, I think they all just piled up. Some people would say, oh, I know when you get hurt, you should, you should fight back. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that I didn't fight back. I fought back. Once, twice, thrice. But you get more of the punch. <laughs> you get more of those bad, bad birds. And then I just realized that I can never win in that battle. So, so all I did was just follow the person, just do what he says. And in my mind, if I do whatever he says, there won't be any argument. But that's not true. That's not true. Because basically, 
I realized we ha- we are two different people. You know. I'm 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 a friendly you can see me. I'm a I'm a I'm a I speak more now than than I was before. I'm just a quiet person before. My observation I just kept within. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say I'm just thankful for that situation that I've gone through. Because I'm a different person now. I mean, with the way I talk, that part. But I, I can't say that, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy going, going through all those stuff. Because I think whenever I, st- when, when I try to share my story with friends, it still feels like it's just yesterday that happened. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a different, it's, it's a different way of talking from the last time I did. So I wasn't crying anymore, things like that. And, uh, and I'm more encouraging now. Just to make sure that, you know, if there there are women who are stuck and that in that same kind of relationship, just wanted to say that it's not the end of the world. And um, because for me, we were not in the Philippines when all those physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse happened we were out of the country so uh, we were working in Qatar for mm-hmm. 10 years so all of three of my kids were born there who were born here in the Philippines so we were all there and it's not easy because I cannot share what's happening with me to my mom mm-hmm. who's in the Philippines because I don't want her to worry. Um, although I have friends in the same country, but I cannot, I cannot talk. I cannot talk to them about it. Maybe because I'm afraid of what will they say. And also, of course, when you when you decide. To be with someone, you will fight for it. And then also, you are hoping that things will change. I don't know if you call that ego or something, you know. You know it will be okay. I mean, if, I mean, I, I talk, I, self, I do the self-talking and I say, it will be okay tomorrow, you know. Things will change. And it, 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 just, it just like goes on and on and on and on and on. Until it just sinks into me that, you know, no. You are you, you you'll at the end of this day. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just uh, it's just who matters, who will live, and who will die in this battle. So I mean, I just felt very hopeless. I think the trauma sank within me that I felt that there's no way out. Um, things like, um, go. I mean. In the morning, when you just wake up, I'm, I'm just—I'll just share a few few examples of of how an argument would would start. So mm-hmm. let's say in the morning you woke up uh, uh, on the way to work. Sometimes you know we are we are just daydreaming. I mean, we are looking at at 
a thing or a person or at a certain direction, but our mind is not there. Mm-hmm. And with that, sometimes I don't notice I'm already looking to, to another guy in the next car, and that sparks an argument. So th- those small things spark mm-hmm. an argument. Why? Why are you looking at the guy? And I mean, and uh, things like because we were in the Middle East, you know, mm-hmm. most most of the bosses are male. And my work there, I'm an executive assistant, so I I have a uh, a close professional relationship with the boss. I have to take note of the schedule, you know, things like that. You need to know everything, and whenever. Um, the boss would need you, you have to pick up the call. And of course, that also creates an argument. Mm-hmm. And with our with our setup here in the Philippines, you know, we always call um, bosses um, with a tag like Mr. or Miss, mm-hmm. Sir. But the Western culture is different. You know that Carol, they would want to be called up by their first name. So that it's also one of the issues. So these are just small things, but it sparks and it creates a big fight, and you end up getting hurt. And it went on and on and on that you cannot talk to talk to friends. You cannot even uh, dress up. I mean, put on makeup uh, and all that stuff because that will create an argument, saying that. Why are you making yourself beautiful? Are you making yourself beautiful for someone? Mm-hmm. Those, those are the things that start uh, a fight. It, it's funny. It, it, it's come to think of it. It's not really that, you know, big. But yeah. those, those are just simple things. But it creates really, really a, a big fight. And um, with me, because I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm 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 a simple I I am a simple woman. I'm a simple girl that I what you see is what you get. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot I cannot um put on a mask. So that that's hard. But when I go at work, <laughs> you'd see a smiling face and all. So everything is kept inside. So yeah, I'm just sh- sharing. Yeah, those are just a few examples of of how an argument started mm-hmm. uh, with my previous um, relationship. Uh, I really, really thank you for being so courageous to step up and to step out directly to share your story so openly, because um, you know there are statistics in statistics. I believe a lot of the the stories and all those battered wife issues, being psych- uh, psychologically and physically abused women, um, all go unreported all across the world. And it seems that in Asia, a lot of uh, women uh, tend not to want to speak up for fear of judgment. So, you know, I was just curious, you know, after each time that he actually laid his hands on you, you know, what was going through your mind? I'm just thinking it's the end of me. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so hopeless. I'll just follow what he says. I mean, it's 
it's it's really really difficult. You put it this way. You are you are mold to be another person that's not you. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can how can how can you you bear that? But I but but I did <laughs> for the longest time until 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 a certain point in my life. Um, if, if if it's all right to share with you, um, when when was the turning point when I finally when I finally snap out of it? You know, I have five kids and um, three kids. I delivered normal. The fourth one was also normal, but I was already preeclampsia. Um, in all those delivery, you you wouldn't see a husband. A husband care, like really, really t- taking care of you. Um, I mean, how do you say it? With that step by step, like feeding you with food. I mean, those are just small things, but that matters to us, right? I I never felt that, <laughs> and all those delivery. And the fourth one, um, I never thought that that would be my my delivery date but I mm-hmm. had preeclampsia I had hypertension so mm-hmm. so that was that the point where I re, I mean the, the doctors uh, I was I was working far for, far from the city I mean it's in Qatar but it's far from the city I need to travel by bus um, for like one and a half hours because it's an oil and gas company I've worked for Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's an operation site out there. So yeah. So that took an ambulance going to to the to the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, okay. Um, I never, I never felt that. I never felt really cared for. Um, you know, normally, you know, a husband would, hey, are you okay? Keep on calling you, and where are you? I, I, I didn't experience that type of. So it was okay, okay. Um, I still delivered that. Um, my fourth child, five days old, my child was uh, diagnosed with meningitis. Oh wow! I'm so sorry to hear that. So, so I delivered normal. They still tried to to do uh, to do it I, for me to deliver normally. So mm-hmm. I still did that, but he was diagnosed with meningitis. He had this eye switch. I never had any of those with, with my other kids. So I never thought that that's really alarming. Until that point where my son turned blue for more than a minute. And I was like blowing air on his face just, just for him to stop that. Uh, you know, just for him to have care. So yeah, at that point, I said, what's going on, you know? You you came out of the hospital and you you need to go again in the hospital. Stay in the hospital uh, every day, like for more than a month. It was Christmas time, New Year time. Good thing I I have I have help at that time. I have I have a, a nanny at that time. But I just didn't feel, you know, that you have. Another person who is bearing the the pain. 
Um, so yeah, but but anyway, I still I still go on. I mean, that's that's just one one problem. Maybe it will pass. You know that maybe things will change. But it's still an, an ongoing an ongoing thing. Still have that argument in the middle of this problem, and I just. Going back, I just can't imagine how how I've gone through that. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at your son, five days old, that you know they have to do the lumber, lumber uh, thing at you know, and then be there at the hospital, and you just gave birth. I don't know how it is in Singapore, but but mm-hmm. normally you know, parents, my parent, my my the elders would say. Oh, you need to take care because you just delivered. You know, you should not go out. You should, you should not um, uh, get tired all the time because you need to take care of yourself. But, mm-hmm. but not for me. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. And then, okay, that still went on. Still in that relationship, uh, things are still the same. At some point, the battery stopped. But the mm-hmm. verbal abuse never stops. Mm-hmm. And that is just really crazy. Um, I, I, ending that relationship, I just thought that how did the, how did that happen that I, 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 I'm still I'm still I'm still sane. I mean, I still have my mind here intact. With all the imaginary stuff going on his head, all the accusations at me, and I still follow what he says because you don't want him to think of anything. Mm-hmm. You always want to please him. It's 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 really it's really tough. It's really tough because you cannot mm-hmm. do things as as natural as as possible. You cannot pick mm-hmm. up a call. If there is, even if it's a girl calling you, uh, just saying hello, how is your kid? You cannot even do that. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if it's a male coworker calling you. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, the fifth child, the fifth child came. Yeah. My fifth child, uh, I had it. Uh, I see it. It's mm. C-section. That's different for me because all the all the other deliveries they're normal, but this one is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was harder. <laughs> yeah, but then after two months, one and a half months, um, you know, I need to stand up. I need to already try to bring the kids to school. Mm-hmm. Um, just before I go to work, because we only have I think like. 40 days off that time. Mm-hmm. Or take note, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. all with all the with all the with all that I'm talking about, I'm still working. Normally if a man would would be very possessive and wouldn't want you to talk to your boss or uh, or even stare at your coworker or anything of that sort, he wouldn't mm-hmm. want the wife to, to work, right? Yeah, but for me, I have to work because I have to provide as well. Yeah, and I need to look after all the logistics. My 
make sure that all the passports of my kids are renewed and, and all that stuff. Sometimes I need to make sure that the cars are, you know, um, go for inspection and and renewed. I mean, it's for some, it's a divided responsibility, right? Between yeah. a husband and a wife. Yes. But with me, it's not. So, you know, Perhaps, just... you know, for, for, a, yeah, for a time, I thought, oh, probably mm. because I was saying yes all the time. Mm. Because, because he's taking too much time to do a thing. So that's why I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. So those, those were the things that came to mind. I mean, yeah, because I'm, I'm just doing it because, because it's taking time for him. But not really. <laughs> if a person wants, if a person cares, it wouldn't. It wouldn't let his wife, you know, do that if he he can if he can do it himself. Was it hard for you to 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 decide, you know, to to leave him? Like, you know, what what did you have to go through to to really go through that whole process of 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 cutting him off and and really standing up for yourself? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But, um, but my turning point was mm-hmm. after my my fifth delivery, I was yeah. stuck in the middle of the road, and mm-hmm. in the Middle East, what you see is the desert. I had hypertension. I had, you know, it just stopped, and then I realized my life could end there. And then my question was, if I die today. How will my kids live when I die? Then I realized I can't. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't allow that. Because if it's just me, if it's just a person who's not a good husband, it's okay. But if the person is not a, a good husband and not even a father who would morally support and be there for his kids that's another thing because i can ignore my, myself but i cannot mm-hmm. ignore the the thought that my kids will be just you know be in a mess so that was my turning point um way back 2006 we i only have three kids then now I had that that was the worst worst um physical abuse I had. I had mm-hmm. a black eye, you know, and going to work and I had to cover it so I was fully made up so that to make sure that I have that I can go to work because I don't want people to ask me what you know is going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. even trying to to avoid those stuff. But I just said I fell on the even I covered everything. I just said I, I fell on the stairs and you know but, but but there's a there's a big question mark to, to some of to some who would hear mm-hmm. my reasoning, but I mean I never I never looked back when they said anything about it. So after that point that I said I cannot I mean, okay, that time Sorry. Okay, that time, 2006, when I had that, uh, the worst, for me, that was the worst um, physical abuse that I had. Um, I said, it's 
it's about time. I have to leave. Mm-hmm. My my sister then was in Qatar, so she just came there. She was supposed to to work to, to look for a job. So she's very new. And then I think she was my support at that time. Mm-hmm. But then I was stubborn. Um, when I had that conversation with my husband then, with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and then my eldest daughter was there. And his question was like, to my daughter, who was like, how old was she then? Um, grade two, grade three, something like that. Is it okay for you to not have a dad? And then, of course, my daughter started crying. And then I couldn't bear the thought that, you know, my daughter then was crying. And in my heart, I feel that if I do this, if I decide at this point now, I am making my daughter feel that way, that pain. So that was the reason why I was stubborn and I didn't say yes, um, that I will be. So I said, okay, let's try again. But fast forward, fast forward. During that turning point that I did mention to you, and I said, if I die today, what will happen to my kids? And I realized, wait, my reasons are wrong. The reason why I didn't, we didn't separate ways that time was because of my kids for them to feel this and feel that. Mm. But then, what if I die today? What will happen to my kids? That was like striking. How, how is this person as a father to my kids that I will leave my kids with him, all my kids with him? What's the future of my kids with this, maybe this person? So, Everything, everything changed at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I delivered April, um, and then June. June, it's funny. It's funny. It's school time in Qatar mm-hmm. at that time. But then he would say, "Oh, I have to go on vacation. I have to go on vacation." I said, "What? You need to go on vacation? I just delivered a child, and then it's school time for the kids." But if I don't go on vacation at this time, I will never be able to go on vacation ever again. Really? Okay. Okay. Uh, but look about the finances. I mean, mm-hmm. although although in Qatar, if you if you are working there, you, you really don't pay for, for for the delivery and all that stuff. But of course, come on. Um, you have kids going to school, you're disrupting the school, and I just came back to work. But then he said, I need to go on vacation. I need to go. I need to leave. And then I said, what about, you're, you're going on vacation, and then and then what? You'll just, of course you need money to spend there. Mm-hmm. I'll find a way. I said, find a way. Okay, now you will find a way. With all the problems in the past, you, you never said that. <laughs> you know, when, when he needs mm-hmm. to spend, he will spend as he likes because, you know, this camera is new, you know, and it, it has a discount. 
and I will buy two of this. Hey, wait. It's it's school fees time by the end of the month. Mm. You take care of that. I need this. This is this is what I need to, to buy now. Just this I can use this for business and all that. Mm-hmm. And besides, I'm the one who's gonna pay it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Then the 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 Jenny before. Okay, okay. Because you any in any way you would still buy that. I mean, what's the point of arguing? So Jenny, you know, just out of curiosity, because you you did mention to me uh once you know you said that uh, people look at you and then you know they have some doubts you know why you continue staying in in the marriage you know despite being a battered wife. So you know, how do you feel when people ask you like why why do you why do you still stay with him? Because he, you know, he lays his hands on you. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's yeah. When 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 people ask me, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a, I would say that it's really different when you are in that situation. Because mm-hmm. even me now, as a third person, if I if I if I look at that, it's easy for me to say, why didn't you fight back? Identify that, but when you are already in that, when you've already sank mm-hmm. in that situation, that oh, I'm a battered wife, I get hit here. I get you. You are dwelling in all those pain mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. are really afraid to get hurt again. How would you feel if you get slapped by a by a laptop on the face? Come on. Would you still fight back if you know you're, you're, you will get that? Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you, if, if, if the person that you previously loved would stuck a knife at your neck because after a big fight, you need to make love with him? Have they ever felt that? Mm-hmm. I mean, has their partners even, even let them feel that? So it's easy for people to say, easy for people to judge you mm-hmm. because they were not the one who, who got hurt. I mean, they're not the one who were physically abused. They were not the one who, who feared for their lives. When, 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 when their husband would say, you know, in Tagalog, they say, it's like, I will finish all your, your family. It's like you killed all of them. And and if you you really sank into that fear within you, that you're really afraid to get hurt, you're even afraid of of talking, of mm. sharing. Like, hey, you know what? My boss, my boss said I did a good job today at work. And everyone and everyone was counting on me on this specific work. And you know, mm-hmm. this work is for 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 the government and. Cannot even share that because you know why? You will create a big fight. Maybe your boss likes you. Maybe you're having an affair with your boss. It's 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 really hard. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I I I'm just thankful to God that I just kept my 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 sanity. 
because it's a twist of you know you everything everything you you feel at the moment i mean okay you're getting all this oh you're good at this i mean people are cheering you up at work but you cannot even share that mm-hmm. because if you share it you know he would think this way he would think that way and you'll create a fight yeah so going back um why did i continue with that relationship because because a part of that culture, as I said in the beginning, mm. with your husband, wife, and I don't, I don't know if you ever picture or maybe in 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 their heads. Okay, he's having all this fight. How come he's he's got five kids? That was the common question. Mm, okay. okay. Because at the end of the day, even if you all have this this fight. He would expect you. I think I did mention earlier. He would expect you to make love. Mm. He doesn't care about your feelings at all. But when you are, at that point, I think we're we're all adults here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you are when you are in that when you are in bed, you are expected to look as if to look as if you are enjoying every sense of it. Mm. And how crazy is that for a woman hurting inside? So, I'm just yeah. so glad, so glad that you're out of this right now. And look at what you have gotten through and what you have today. Is it okay, um, Jenny, that I share some words of encouragement from the audience today? We have, course, uh, course. okay, we have uh, Carlos that you saw. And he says, Carlos says, great sharing, Jenny. Indeed. Amazing, amazing uh, sharing. Because Carlos is also a single dad himself. You know, and he can actually relate how difficult it is to, to try and actually um, to, to raise your own children. I mean, Carlos is a single dad of one, and you have five kids. And it's definitely no easy feat. And uh, whereas you are recounting the stories, and again, thank you so much for being so courageous. To share that you know I have also had three goals you know in terms of you know, what happened to me in the past with my ex. So um just out of uh, you know this curiosity as well because you know you there's one thing that uh, you you did mention to me that you really enjoy food and enjoy cooking right would you share with us a little bit more about your this uh, this page, you know, five heavens delight. Yes, actually, um, it was my mom who really, really loves to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, growing up, I remember elementary years. My my mom would would bake fruit cake, and we were already helping her. So I think we we imbibe the passion from her. So it started. It started with just cooking. Uh, cooking a Filipino cuisine mm-hmm. and then just sharing it with a friend. And then a friend started asking, can, can I order? Can I order from you? And then it started there. Then I started, uh, okay, okay. So I, I started um, selling in short. In short. Yeah. So Five Heavens Delight, it's called Five Heavens Delight because of my five kids. So... It's, it's something that I like to do. 
because it's like a stress reliever as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're cooking, you feel happy when the people that you feed gives you a smile. Ooh, I love it. So, yeah, so that's how Five Heaven Delight uh, started. I started this um, way back 2017 mm-hmm. um, when I was working then. Uh, so I'm working uh, in a company, like physically going out and then and then um, doing the cooking in the weekend. Or sometimes uh, they place orders and I bring it at, at, at work mm-hmm. yeah, if there's party. So, so yeah, so that's how it started. Then it stopped sometime in 2018. I got busy um, mm-hmm. with a virtual assistant uh, yeah. work. Uh, and then I started it again this uh, July and this pandemic time. So we are now uh, back operational and we have a menu. So I just squeeze it down to make it easy. So I started like selling, selling chicken wings, different variants, and then the pastas are there already. So it's an mm-hmm. online, it's an online food stop. Ah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and, and I can see that you are a serial entrepreneur, right? So as an entrepreneur, what was the biggest challenge that you had to overcome to be where you are today? Huh, managing time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first managing time, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest, I think the biggest, the biggest challenge still goes back to what happened to me in the past but but you know we are i would always tell everyone we are a work in progress so each time each time we we have our setbacks we just have to move forward so that self doubt mm. yeah um when my self-esteem went back to zero you know you know, you, you slowly you slowly uh boost it, you know, mm. with with people saying you're you're doing a great job, you know. And then you are seeing you're seeing results. So slowly it comes up, comes up, mm-hmm. comes up. But there are times it would go down. I think this this that slows me down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's a challenge, you know. Yeah. And most of it comes from us. <laughs> True. But yeah, um, so that's the reason why I, I, I started that real, real talk. Mm. So it doesn't just help others in a way, but it helps me as well. True. Yeah. So it's like for the audience who are uh, watching this, you know, Jenny is the host of her own show, which is Real Talk with Jenny, that she, she has it on every Sunday. So, you know, if you like to get in touch with Jenny, so this is uh, how you can get in touch with her. You can get in touch with Jenny at Facebook, uh, Jenny.roxa. And Jenny also is on Instagram. So this is her link. And uh, of course, as Jenny mentioned, she is uh, the owner of EA Rockstar, which is a virtual assistant service that's operating out of the Philippines that provides uh, jobs opportunities for, for moms. And this is how you can get in touch with her on LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, and then we also have another comment that's coming from, from Carlos as well. Carlos said, 
thank you so much. Yeah, indeed. Thank you so much, Jenny, for, for your for sharing with me. I can also see uh, because of what you have been through and that's why you have this heart to help and support other women and also why you are so vocal as a women advocate you know, to, to speak up against violence towards women and at the same time, you know, you're always there supporting other women who are in need. So what's next for you, Jenny? Yes, thank you, Carol. So as what you said, yeah, I became an advocate because of, I think everyone comes, I mean, everyone mm-hmm. would become an advocate of something because of what they've experienced. So I think that applies that applies to all. And and it's funny how my mom said, why are you so talkative now? I mean, I'd say, yeah, I just have to speak my mind now. I mean, mm-hmm. if I can save a person's life, why not? I mean, I don't care anymore what people say. What's important is I'm not doing harm to anyone. Mm-hmm. But rather, if, if it can uplift another person, that's that's much better. So that's why I had that real talk. Anyway, what's coming up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope to, to release a book soon. Yeah. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So it would entail my journey. Yeah. It, it's taking time for me to, to write that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And then also, I am finishing a course on life coaching. So, hopefully, mm. that will also help more people. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And that's also the reason why, you know, I kind of like, uh, you know, stop you right there because your story is super amazing and the world... We know we need to hear about it and I think they will get to hear it best from you directly and from your book so that they can actually experience what you're going through and also, you know, to learn how to get out of difficult relationship, how to stand up for yourself and you did courageously to stand up for yourself. Um, right now, I'd like to open uh, to the floor for the audience. You know, audience, you know, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Do you have any questions for Jenny? Well, do feel free to just put in the comments below and so Jenny can, can answer you. Yeah. So yes. in the meantime, yeah, you know, Jenny, just, uh, you know, because you are, you are a mom of five. I mean, I, I don't know how, how you actually manage you know, to, with, with your children because I have two and it's already super, super difficult for me trying to balance all of that. And then you are also running two businesses at the same time. Yeah. Do you find time for yourself? Hardly, <laughs> hardly. But but you know, I'm really grateful and thankful because I, mm-hmm. I live with my parents. Mm. So without my parents, I I won't be able to do everything that I'm doing at the moment. And I'm just so thankful because they they believe in me, and I just can't imagine how hurtful it is for them, knowing what happened to to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they don't know anything until, you know, they have to hear it from me. Although they have their observations, you know, that you have that mother instinct, something's wrong. Yeah. But, you know, she, would, she wouldn't she would really uh, ask much. Mm-hmm. She feels something. So, yeah, without, without my parents, I wouldn't be able to do all of it. And I really mm-hmm. thank them for supporting me um, with this. Uh, I mean, with the with the real talk that I'm doing, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. doing every every yeah. weekend. So we have a we have question. 
from the floor, from Carlos. Carlos say, will you want to get into another relationship again after what they have been through? Yeah, you know, I get this question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and my answer is, um, I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know at the moment. Mm-hmm. But this, this is something that I asked, I asked myself uh, years back. You know, after I got out of, well, after I got of that relationship, I became mm-hmm. a man hater. <laughs> yeah, and I would think oh, they're all the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I know that's wrong. That's wrong. So, when I turned forty, I'm forty-two now. When I turned forty, I think I think I don't know. It is it age? Something changed. You know mm-hmm. that. Hey, I also feel that. I also need someone. Yeah. Especially in those times when it's raining, you would, you, 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 you things like that, you know, we're women, yeah. we're hopeless romantic. Yeah. yeah. And I even asked my mom, wait, I asked my mom, mom, should I change myself? Maybe, maybe, because people say I'm, I'm too kind. Maybe, maybe if you are a person who's too kind, that's why you get hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, I answered. I answered my same question. But if I change that, it means that's not Jenny anymore. So the heck, it's okay. I mean, the right person will come. Yeah, the right person. The right will friend come. will come if they hurt you. It's their loss, not mine. Mm. Mm. So you can never change. That's you. That's your whole package. You can only yeah. learn from 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 what you you've gone through. So yeah, I'm I'm still that person who's straightforward and who would care for for anyone for a friend sometimes even not a friend i mean because mm-hmm. it, i mean i mean i don't i don't judge person easily i don't judge person easily so i guess it's it's it will come if it comes then all the time will tell if i'm ready or not but i'm not rushing mm. great so uh, we have also another question from Carlos. Carlos says, you know, um, how old are the five children? What are their ages? Yeah. All right. So my eldest is 20. Um, the next one is 18, turning 18. Mm-hmm. And then I have a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and... Um, you know, the last one, the king of the kings, the person who told me, hey, change your life, is the seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Carlos, for, for participating and answer all the questions. So, like, Danny, you know, before before we leave, um, you know, I usually ask my guests, okay, the, the name of the show is Rice with Carol Gawker. So what does Rice mean to you? Rise means facing your fear. Mm. Facing your fear, embracing yourself. Because as, as what happened with me, I was formed, I, I was tried to be formed to another person. That's not me. But I realized at the end of the day, your your personality, your principles, it can never be turned left or right. 
you are you yeah. and you have to embrace it mm-hmm. if a person loves you he should love you the way you are the way you look the way you love him or her he or she just needs to love you as you are the whole package and I shouldn't be afraid of that. I should just embrace that. I should just, okay, if he doesn't, he doesn't. But easy, easy said and done. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the show today. So for ladies and gentlemen, for watching this, you know, you'd like to get in touch with Jenny. So this is how you can get in touch with her on Facebook. She's on Facebook, Jenny.roxa. And then if uh, Jenny is also on Instagram, this is her Instagram handle. Okay, look at note that the underscore is no longer dot. And uh, Jenny also owns a, a virtual assistant company called uh, EA Rockstar, and you can get connected with uh, with Jenny in LinkedIn. Okay, Jennifer hyphen R hyphen Rockstar, and Jenny also owns. A catering business, you know, yeah. which is you can find on find the Facebook page at uh, you know Five Heavens Delight, and uh, yes, so I think we also have uh, one little one last comment from Carlos as well. Yes, indeed, whole package. Thank you once again, Thank Jenny, you. for coming on you know to share with us welcome. all this. It's my pleasure. All this wisdom, moments of wisdom. So, ladies and gentlemen, that, thank you I so much. Yeah, I hope that I have uh, encouraged uh, some of the women who are going through tough times, you know. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. Indeed. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Life can still change, regardless of what your age is. And look at what you have become. You know, this amazing woman who is supporting other women to become successful and self-reliant. We so ladies to, and gentlemen, I mean, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, Jenny. Yes, uh, you know, you are watching Rise with Carol Gawker. And today we are so honored to have uh, Jenny Roxa with us. So before we go off, you know, Jenny, do you have some uh, last parting words for the audience tonight? Yeah, okay. So as I said, when you asked about Rise, I think that's it. Um, another thing is, you should have you should respect yourself i think when when respect is gone from the relationship that is when the chaos starts mm. so you must love yourself first before before your partner before your children you must not neglect yourself mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and i hope everyone pick up something from from what I shared this evening. It's really an honor for me being here, Carol. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending this time with me. And for the audience that tuned in for the past 55 minutes, thank you so much once again for hanging out with us. This is Rise with Carol Gawker. And we'll come back next week, same time, Thursday at 10 p.m. So we'll see you soon. Yes. Can I just plug in, because... I think this this Sunday, mm-hmm. I will have Natalie Ledwell, who is the founder of Mind Movies. Mm-hmm. I will have him uh, on Real Talk with Jenny this Sunday. So if everyone is 
anyone is interested to, to listen to, she's, um, I think she talks about positivity and law of attraction. So yes, please feel free to, I mean, it's, it's going to be uh, 11 a.m. though, our time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for those who are interested to tune in to what, uh, what Janice has been saying, that this is actually her Facebook profile and that's where the interview will take place on Sunday. Uh, on the 9th of August at 11 a.m. So with that, you know, this is Rise with Carol Gawker. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on Rise to Life. If you want to know more about my coaching programs and workshops, come visit me over at thefundergroup.com. That's www.thewandelgroup.com. Be sure to subscribe to my email list on the website to download the free ebook on how to create 28 outfits with 9 basic pieces of clothing. Do follow and subscribe to Rise to Life. Remember, don't let the lie of inadequacy fool you. I look forward to sharing more with you in the next episode. Sending you my love and I'll speak to you soon.